Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 334, entitled Building a Platform helping developers commercialise their projects. It was published on Thursday, the 13th of July, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined in a few moments by our guest today. But first of all, a few bits of housekeeping. If you're into what WP Builds produced, head over to our subscribe page, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. There you can find all of the different places that you could potentially share the links. We'd really appreciate that. But also, there's a form to fill out where you can sign up to receive our email newsletter. We'll only do that twice a week. We do that once when we produce the Thursday episode. That's what you're listening to now. And once when we push out the This Week in WordPress show, that comes out on a Tuesday, but we record it live on a Monday. And if you fancy joining us for that, feel free. It's at 2 p.m. UK time every Monday. And the URL for that is wpbuilds.com forward slash live. We're joined by a host of guests from all over the world and typically a host of commenters from all over the world. So if you fancy joining in that, it really is genuinely quite a lot of fun. 2 p.m. UK time. Like I said, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. The last thing to mention is our deals page. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the year, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more. Head to go.me forward slash WP builds. Once more, go.me forward slash WP builds and true sincere thanks to GoDaddy Pro for helping us keep the lights on and the WP builds podcast. Okay, what have we got for you this week? Well, we've got Vova Feldman. He's the founder of Freemius. We talk about his journey, how he got into WordPress development. It's a curious, curious thing that developed out of his experience in the military and working with computer science. We talk about what Freemius is all about how it's a platform which is trying to make it easier for people to sell their WordPress products. That might be themes or it might be blocks or it might be plugins. But we also talk about a new project that he's got, which is a podcast. It's called Plugin.fm. And we talk about what he's doing there and why he's launched it. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I am joined on the podcast today by Vuva Feldman. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I have a feeling I just butchered your name. I'm really sorry about that if I did. No worries. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us how you actually I pronounce your name. I didn't notice. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Perfect. In that case, we will just carry right on. You have no doubt, if you're a WordPress podcaster, if you are a WordPress implementer, if you're using plugins or themes, whatever your strain of WordPress may be, you have definitely come across the products that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to split this podcast up into various different sections. We're going to talk about an exciting new project that um, Vova's got on the go. It's all a, a podcast, a WordPress podcast, would you believe? We'll talk about that towards the end. But before that, 
I'm going to just drop the name Freemius, and I know that you'll have boom. heard of that. Yeah, boom. There we go. I know that you'll have heard of that because uh, you've definitely downloaded products. You've probably downloaded themes. You may have an affiliate relationship with the products over there. Um, and that's where we're going to begin our first little bit of the podcast. But before we do that, Vova, I wonder if you wouldn't mind just giving us a little bit of background. Tell us your history with tech um, or your history with WordPress, wherever you want to begin, however far you want to go back. Just tell us who you are and how the heck you're connected with WordPress. Oh, wow. You're taking me back. <laughs> uh, so I, I always had a passion for entrepreneurship since I was a kid. Uh, but I'm not going to share that whole entire history because it will take some time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I fell in love in programming when I was a kid. Uh, I graduated computer science and math. Um, I was in the Israeli intelligence as a, a software developer and already started to do startups during the military time. Uh, I was all part of the WordPress ecosystem. We're talking about, I don't know, 2000 seven, eight, something like that. Um, and back then I was working on other things, uh, but I had this side thing that I was doing just for fun, a little widget. It was a SaaS product, uh, like a JavaScript that people can embed to their website and use it to get something. Um, and then I was very busy running my startup. I was living back then in Cambridge next to Boston. And uh, people started to request, you know, sending me emails. Hey, Vova, uh, it will be really cool if you add a plugin to WordPress because we don't know how to take JavaScript and add it to WordPress. And I was kind of ignoring those requests because I was busy. That was just like a hobby side thing. But after I got a few dozens of those, I, you know, ask myself, let, let's check what is WordPress. Um, and this is how I got kind of first time exposed to what WordPress is. I created my first plugin by taking another plugin and kind of adjusting it to my needs, the beauty of open source, and kind of kept running it on the site. And then in mid-2013, uh, my previous company was acquired. I left the company slightly before, and I was kind of thinking what I'm going to do next. And I decided to take that side project and turn it into a commercial solution. It took me about a year to do that. It was me and another two guys. And what was really interesting to find after that year is that the product itself didn't change. It remained the same thing that I built as a hobby huh. in a few weekends of my spare time, but it took us, me and two more guys, uh, a whole year to commercialize it. So that was kind of our aha moment that something doesn't make sense because for developers, it's relatively easy to build a product, but when you want to turn it into a business, like there are so many more things that you need to deal with, leaving the whole you know legal stuff, but you still need to integrate with payment gateways and you need to handle licensing and updates and email marketing and like gazillion things that you need to deal with that's usually 10 times more complex and time consuming than building the product itself. So that was kind of the moment that we realized it's interesting. There are many developers out there, right? Maybe instead of working on that product, we can basically refocus and kind of build a platform to help others 
like ourselves, right, to commercialize and work on their passion projects, on their side hobbies. But instead of wasting a year of their life getting to the market, they can do that in a matter of minutes. And that was kind of the, the premise in the beginning of Freemius. Um, and over the years, it evolved and, you know, we're doing much more these days, but this is kind of my backstory of, you know, WordPress, Freemius, and what I'm doing today. Perfect. That's great. Can I just rewind a little bit? Actually, right to the beginning of your bio there. Well, not right to the beginning when you were three, a little bit after that. You mentioned that you did a computer science course, college degree, or whatever it may have been. University, so this, yeah. University. So this is really off piece, but I want to ask it anyway. And the reason I'm asking is because I have children who are kind of that age. I want to know what the utility was of that course on the other end. In other words, if you could replay your life, was there was there enough in that university course to make it worthwhile? Or would you skip that whole thing and just jump in with both feet as an entrepreneur so in other words, did it teach you the skills that you needed or was it just a nice thing to do for three years that kind of, I don't know, got you some social connections or something like that? It's a great question and something that I've been thinking about, you know, many times in my life. And I think there's like, theoretically, you can learn things yourself, right? There is Google today, there is internet, ChatGPT, whatever. Yeah. But... In 95% of the day-to-day -day work, you don't need those extra kind of high-level abstract computer science knowledge, but the 5%, that's what makes a big difference in terms of how to design software, like architecture, understanding things that just by playing with WordPress or other web platforms, like you really don't get to that. Like understanding, for example, you take a course on building a compiler to understand how a programming compiler works, how databases are working, algorithms, data structures. So all those things are, first of all, super interesting. You use them pretty rarely in day-to-day. -day. In most, I'm talking about our ecosystem, okay? Use them very rarely. But I would say that's what will differentiate between someone who is a programmer versus someone who is leading the engineering in a company. You need that edge. Yeah. So that's the difference. So it was definitely valuable. I wouldn't say, you know, all of that, uh, like many things, I didn't use them because you learn different directions. But I also, you know, like, like my, uh, I started my master's also in the same university um, in AI. It was many years ago. Oh, And wow. the algorithms were different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was super interesting, you know, to understand what AI means, how machine learning works, and uh, li like all this super interesting stuff that you, you usually don't really get exposed to uh, on a day-to-day -day work. So, uh, yeah, definitely it's worth it. It's kind of curious because a lot of people who I speak to have come into the WordPress ecosystem because they just more or less stumbled across web design. You know, there's a lot of freelancers, there's a lot of people who've got agencies and they're building websites for people. They might have a, a WordPress product and they're self-taught. And that seems to be a significant proportion of the community. You know, they, they were casting around for something to do. They did some qualification at college or university or none at all and figured out that they could begin to work with 
websites, have a business there. And obviously the whole mission of WordPress is to democratize publishing. So it does mm -hmm. seem that we have this huge, um, huge constituency of people who don't have that university background. And yeah, the reason I was asking that question, A, because there's family members that are kind of going through that thought process at the moment, you know, will it be worth it on the on the outside once I've finished it, or will it be better for me to just get three years or four years of work under my belt? But also just the fact that there's so many people in our community who just stumbled across it and have made valuable careers. So yeah, that's a really interesting insight. You, you can definitely build a great career for that, but there's a reason why, you know, so many, like if you read through like the Stack Overflow annual surveys, why WordPress have such a bad name? Yeah. You know, WordPress, many parts of that was built by non self-taught, non-professional developers. And there are many flaws and, you know, problems in the design of the WordPress code, which the entire community have to keep carrying, you know, and because of all that backward compatibility and, uh, I mean, it works and the beauty of WordPress, we all know it's the community, it's not the platform. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's clear every professional developer that would look on how WordPress is coded, it's so great, you know? If, um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I did say at the beginning that most people would have heard of Freemius and the various different things that are attached to that. But if you wouldn't mind, there's bound to be somebody who will email me and say, at the beginning, I didn't, I have no idea what Freemius is. So would you just give us the quick elevator pitch? I know that you ran through the reasons why you yeah, built it, yeah. but just, just tell us exactly what it is. What does it do? What is its current status? You know, who are the people that you're having as customers, clients? Yep. So Freemius uh, is an e-commerce platform for selling software. Basically, we provide the entire commercial infrastructure so people who are building software can use to sell, uh, meaning we take care of payments, subscriptions, managing users, licenses, software updates, and higher things like marketing automation, affiliate platform, like the entire commercial stack from bottom to top. So you as a developer can focus on building the features of your product, can focus on serving your customers and marketing. I guess your biggest rival in the WordPress space, well, first of all, let's clear this bit up. Y your rival isn't really the WordPress repo because all of that stuff is is free. And I'm guessing in most cases, you're dealing with clients who are selling on a product where there's a fee attached to it, a subscription or something like that. But I guess one of your biggest rivals commercially would be something like EDD. Would that be about, have I hit the, hit the ballpark about right there? Yeah. I mean, we, we are targeting the same audience in the WordPress ecosystem, you know, for people who are selling EDD offers, uh, not only, you know, not only for plugin theme developers, it's just for selling digital goods. In yeah. fact, most of their users are selling ebooks and audio files and things like that. And only very small percentage are those plugin and theme developers. Uh, so, but still definitely, you know, this is one of the solutions in our competitive landscape. So what is, what is the, the difference? I, I know that uh, like two minutes ago, you just went through a laundry list of different things that you do. If I was, <laughs> if I had a plugin and I'm staring at a screen with EDD and I'm hovering over the buy now button and I've got on another screen, I've got Freemius open. 
what's the thing which is you're hoping will drag my mouse over to the freemius side and uh, get me to explore over there how, how do you separate yourselves what features is it that you bring that perhaps they don't yeah so from a developer perspective who want to sell their products the primary difference is that freemius is a SaaS, meaning it's a hosted solution. You don't need to maintain it. You don't need to install it on your WordPress, right. all of that versus EDD that it's, you basically get the software and everything else is up to you. In addition, Freemius acts as a merchant of record, meaning we are handling seamlessly for the developers, the whole uh, part of global sales taxes fraud, disputes, different regulations, privacy-related stuff. So it's not only the technological burden, but also regulatory and tax-related stuff that we're taking away from the developer. Oh, you handle all that? So the tax side of we things, oh, all of that. that's interesting. I didn't know that. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Carry on. No, no problem. From a user perspective, um, I believe that we offer a better experience uh, because we help uh, connecting between users and developers in a better way that allows them to have a feedback loop, which eventually help users because the developers can better understand who are their users, how they use their products and what environments and ensure that they produce a better quality solution that is more specific to their user needs. In addition, we also, uh, if you are purchasing and using multiple products at running Freemius, you get a, a dashboard like an account area or a user dashboard where you can see all of your products that using Freemius, even though they are sold through different developers. So you can manage your entire licenses, websites, subscriptions, everything in one place under one login, which simplifies the whole maintenance and remembering, you know, 20 different passwords and all of that. So are you speaking from the, let's say I'm somebody and I'm in the market to buy a whole bunch of plugins. I'm not a developer. Mm -hmm. I'm a purchaser of plugins. I'm implementing websites. The, the principle there is I could have one username and one password. And right. all of the products that I buy from your customers, which Correct. I am in, in effect their customer, I would be able mm -hmm. to log into Freemius and I'd be able to see plugin X, plugin Y, theme X, theme Y. That's all in the one interface. So I just need to remember one username, one password, and I can see exactly. all of the billing details and all of that in there. Okay. Exactly. And yeah. that I presume, the you know, that's the, the, the principle behind that is less friction. You've just got one thing to log into, less to worry about, yeah. less to remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's everything is unified, and uh, we also offer much more flexibility in terms of the payment stuff, so you can very easily switch between payment methods, upgrade, downgrade, buy more licenses, all, all of that management. We build it in a much more flexible and advanced way. So you as a user have more control of your licenses, websites, and payments. And I guess I've got to shift the, the focus now. So I, I imagine no I'm a developer now and I'm, I'm using Freemius to sell a product. Have, have I got the typical laundry list of payment solutions, you know, PayPal, Stripe, 
you know, Square. I, I don't know. You can tell me what the list are. But how, do, how does the, the payment side of things work? Do I give you a percentage or do I pay Freemius a fee to be part of the platform? How does the, the payment yeah, system all so, work? So, so the, uh, our business model is revenue share. So we are partnering with the developers that we choose to work with. And we are, as we're the merchant of records, it goes through our payment gateways. And once a month, we distribute the earnings directly to the developer. So like financially thinking about that, the developers who sell with Freemius only have one customer, which is Freemius, and we are de facto reselling their licenses to, the, to their kind of end buyers. So that's kind of the financial structure, which simplifies a lot of accounting related headaches because you need to deal with one invoice per month instead of many of those which may be not a biggie in some countries, but in Europe or in other places, it's a big thing. Um, um, so it's, it feels a little bit like the, I'm going to say it, the Apple model where, you know, Apple have that ecosystem. They've got the, the App Store on iOS and they've got the Mac App Store. And I've just got one login for that. It's my Apple login. Everything's there. If I buy a new Mac, I can just log in and download all of the bits and pieces I want. So, so it's a bit like that. You take a cut of the price of the mm -hmm. product. And is, is there some mm -hmm. sort of variation in that? You know, if there's a particularly successful product that comes your way, do you have do you have a tiered like pricing structure? You don't have to go into the specifics, but or is it just a blanket fee? We take a percentage of every sale that you have. Uh, yeah, we do have like a few tiers, but uh, once you cross the $5,000 in sales through Freemius, uh, our cut is 7%. Okay, got it. That makes sense. And how has this gone down? I mean, obviously, it's successful. You're here. You've been doing it for years. Um, Eight years. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. That really is a long time. How how has it been received over these eight years? My my estimation is that the people that are using it would be, you know, they've come to you, they've done their research, they're 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 happy with it. But I can also see that the how to describe it that the fact that everything is being corralled into one point of failure. Um, one ecosystem, you know, imagine the, the argument against the Mac App Store as opposed to the Android Google Play Store where you can sideload things and all of that kind of stuff. Do you have, do you have people knocking on your door sort of saying, hang on a minute, this is, this is against the philosophy of free open source software. We've got this one growing ecosystem where everything is bound to. Um, wouldn't it be better if it was all decentralized? You understand the question. I'm, I'm not really wording it very well, but I'm, I'm getting that you, you get my, my message there. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, the difference between uh, an app store and Freemius is that we don't lock you in any way and you have full transparency to all the data, customers, everything. So if for some reason you are unhappy and you want to you know, transition to another solution, mm, okay. No one is locking you, you know, it's really up to you. Um, so, so that one thing. In the end of the day, uh, what happening with the WordPress ecosystem and others is that developers who've been using self-hosted solutions like WooCommerce or EDD, uh, eventually, maybe in the beginning it's easy, you know, I just want to process payments and that's it. So it works, but as you grow, you have additional needs and the e-commerce part becoming more sophisticated. 
and you are finding yourself eventually spending a lot of time on maintenance of the platform and that's not your business your business is the plugin is the theme and i'm not even talking about the whole you know fiasco of the sales taxes and european vat and oh the brexit boy. which brought the uk <laughs> vat and economic nexus and every country right now want to get something from you uh, so there's a lot of operational headache that involved just if you want to sell a product in addition to the technical side of things. So developers are getting to a maturity level that they understand that they're, they could allocate those resources into the core of what they're doing. Plus, we already have a lot of evidence of developers that transitions from other platform and after our 7% cut, all of them are making more than 7% because we have all these mechanisms in place and it all works together as one cohesive solution that not only that they get rid of that additional operational and technical burden, they also make more money. So that's what they want in the end. Yeah. I'm not saying that Freemius is a solution that it's meant for everyone because some people really want to have like full control of everything. And unlike when, you know, you have something that is open source, you have the entire code sitting on your website and you can manipulate it the way you want, you can really do that with a platform, right? With a SaaS solution. With a SaaS solution, like we are the one that need to kind of configure and decide what would be editable, configurable and whatnot. If so, I, sorry, carry yeah. on. No, no, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> if I go to the Mac App Store, they do a fairly good job of kind of promoting products at me. So um, I open it up and it has presumably some heuristics, some metrics of the kind of things that I've been interested in the past. And I just mm -hmm. wondered, do you get into that kind of thing? In other words, do you have a public-facing marketplace where I could go and you can you can list off all of the different things? You know, if you're looking for a this kind of plugin, a form plugin, here's a bunch of things that we've got. And if you've got, I don't know, an SEO plugin, here's a bunch of offerings. Do you do that? And if if you do, let's talk about that. But if not, you did say the word marketing earlier, and I'm guessing that there's marketing there's a marketing suite built into Freemius that your customers mm -hmm. can utilize. So first of all, do you have a public-facing marketplace? Do, do you have the Freemius uh, hidden roadmap? No, <laughs> but okay, have I just... Yay! An intelligent well, question at last. Intelligent question, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, not yet, I would say, but it's, it's definitely on the plans. Yeah, yeah. because you feel like... It's it, on natural, the Mac, it's there, know? right? You just click a button, you go to one single place and all of the different things can be, can be exposed. But also I, I kind of feel if I, was a, if I was a developer and I was giving you my 7% cut or whatever it may be, there's something quite nice about knowing that Freemius in this case has got your back. They're going to go out of their way to not only sell it and provide the, the mechanisms for figuring out all the tax and all that, but also promote it make it so that people can surface it more easily. I don't know, maybe even get into blogging about it or or who knows, creating podcasts about it. We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, just just that idea. So, okay, maybe that's a roadmap so feature. So the answer is, yeah, it, yep. it, it's on the, on the plans. Nice, okay. that is nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and so the other question then, which is slightly related but somewhat tangential, is about marketing. If I'm a developer and I use your ecosystem, you mentioned that there are 
there are things that I can do inside of Freemius to, I guess, I don't know, send out emails. What, what are you doing on that? Yeah, so there is a lot of things that are automatically handled for you that related to marketing automation. Uh, many of them are already pre-configured. You, you don't even need to know about them. They're just happening and helping you make more money. Uh, and others with some tweaks, uh, you can utilize them. And most of them are related to emails. So there are like the basic stuff, you know, when credit card is about to expire, we'll automatically send an email for the person to tell them, hey, you know, update the credit card number. So the subscription will remain active. Um, if a license, if a subscription was canceled and the license is about to expire, then we'll send a sequence of emails trying to encourage the person to get back on the um, subscription, maybe with some dis right, discount, right. depending yep. on the configuration of the coupons. There are like exit intent coupons that you can very easily configure. So if someone is trying to abandon your checkout, then they will get, uh, you know, this little pop-up that says, hey, you know, before you leave, take a 5-10% discount that is valued for the next hour. And a lot of those kind of micro interactions yep. with the user that all of them combined, we have like, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 different emails that are being sent with all these micro kind of tweaks. And that makes a difference. It increases conversion rate and it reduces the churn of the subscriptions, which in the end helps you maximize the financial potential of your existing users and customers. Nice. If um if you were to rewind and go back eight years to when you began the product and you know mm -hmm. you, you were staring at the eight year younger you, staring at the eight year older you now, um, wow. how are you feeling about where it's gone? You know, over the last eight years, has it exceeded your expectations? Has it been a pain in the neck to keep going? I mean, you could take this question in any which way you like. I mean, there's bound to be bits that you think, oh, that was great, you know, and there's bound to be bits you think, oh no, we did that and we really should have done it another way. Just give us a give us a bit of a, a window into the last eight years, and and maybe you can end on how the platform is at the moment in terms of you know are you happy with the numbers of people that are passing through your system each year, month, whatever. Nathan, you you have really great questions, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an interesting one. I'm not sure if I actually had the time to you know do that retrospect. <laughs> you got eight uh, years. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I. I, I'm excited about freemius, you know, eight years in and I'm waking up every day and I'm passionate to keep working on that. That's a good so sign. I, I really enjoy it. I feel that we're making difference in people's lives and the platform is getting better. Uh, I'm evolving as an entrepreneur. The team is growing. You know, we have, I enjoy working with great people, the quality of people in the team has improved and that's a big thing uh, whether i would change things uh, i mean for sure you know there are like mistakes <laughs> on the on the way things that maybe uh, we rushed a little and we could do slower or things that we've done too slow and should have been done quicker maybe some marketing mistakes uh, but in the end of the day you know like i'm trying to do my best here and learning on the fly always trying to keep my ears, eyes, everything open and uh, have that kind of constant, like listening uh, 
mentality, being that infinite student. I don't know if you heard that term yeah, before. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I mean, in the end, I'm not like what we're doing. We're enjoying the ride and everything and very passionate about the problem. And, you know, I'm helping other people like me, you know, other software developers. So like our audience are Vovas, you know, and <laughs> I'm really trying to help them kind of share what we learn along the way. And as we're growing, you know, the company, the team size and all of that, we're going through additional lessons that we can share with our community. So it's kind of a meta cycle where whatever we're learning on the fly, including the product, right? I told you we build freemius because we build it kind of to ourselves yeah. and learn many things. Yeah. So we're in this constant loop of growth and sharing the growth with our partners. So it's very rewarding, I would say, and kind of motivating nice. to move forward. Yeah. yeah. The um the growth thing, I guess, is is always important. You know, you mentioned that you you've got a team now and you don't have to give me the numbers, that's fine. But your your team is basically growing. I think the one thing in the back of my head, if I was a I'm not, but if I had a WordPress plugin say, the one thing in the back of my head when I'm coming and I'm browsing, okay, do I go with Freemius? Is that the platform that I want to stake my my plugins future on? I think the the one thing in my head is, are they gonna be here in five years time, and yeah. have they got my back? Those are you know those kind of questions. And although you you may be able to trot out an answer, I, I honestly want you to answer that as honestly as possible. Are, are you in this for the long haul, Vova? Do you see yourself in five years, six years, eight years doing this exact same product? The reason that I ask is because let's take EDD as an example. If you rewind mm -hmm. the clock a few years, we all know who built that and we all know um, the, who that was. And then the landscape in WordPress kind of got a bit, well, everything started to be bought by other companies. And, you know, and, and I, I think for some people, the foundations of trust started to be a bit shaky. You know, I don't know who owns this product anymore. Is it owned via? A company is it owned by an individual and are they in the back pocket of a venture capital company i don't really know where it is so just just put our minds at rest about that if you can yeah you you, you don't see my face here but i'm kind of having this big smile because <laughs> this question you know i was asked about it when we just started i was asked about it a year in, two years in, three every years year, in. every year. And apparently eight years is still not enough, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's hard to say something is forever yeah, because I, there's yeah, nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I'm super passionate about this problem, motivated, excited, whatever you want to call that. Uh, and I think that, you know, you mentioned running with the same product. I think that unlike maybe a plugin, which also depends what plugin, like the e-commerce space keep evolving all the time. So like we're eight years in and our to-dos list is just growing, you know, it's never shrinking. Nice. So there is always so many things to do and we can expand I mean, we have tons of stuff before we expand, but there are so many places where we can expand to. So I'm not seeing myself getting bored. You know, there are so many things that we can work on. And the beauty of working on something like Freemius is that we work with product people. 
So they always, you know, come up with additional ideas, additional, you know, requests. So we are in the stage that we don't really need to think about anything. I mean, we, we do need to prioritize, operate the company, right, you right. Know, decide what it's, yeah. what we want to focus or not. But in terms of like a flow of suggestions, ideas, capabilities, all of that, it's like endless. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. What a nice answer. I really enjoy listening to those kind of answers. I'm all about Thank the WordPress you. community. And so I, I like to hear um, when people are sort of committed to whatever it is that they're doing. Listen, I think after 35 minutes talking about Freemius, I think maybe it's time to move on to something slightly different. One of the one of the reasons that we got on this call was because you're, you know, you're like everybody else. You, you don't just do one thing. You've got many quivers in your uh, I don't even know what that expression is, but you're 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 into doing multiple things at the same time. And you got a new podcast and you've got the best <laughs> you got the best URL for what this is. <laughs> so, you've got a new uh, you've got a new project it's a podcast but you've managed to snag the url plugin fm nice for you, us. you'll be surprised but we paid for at ten dollars it was just valuable <laughs> yay yeah occasionally there's something lying around out there which is still valuable what's going on here why you launch yet another podcast does it in any way connect with what you're doing with your your other bits and pieces or is this just an utter standalone thing sell us plugin.fm yeah so the it's plugin.fm. By the way, the name just work with WordPress, but oh, yeah. the thinking behind it is like we're trying with this podcast to get beyond WordPress and just you know provide value to uh, any software uh, product makers out there. And the thinking was that yes, it will res resonate to WordPress people that know what plugin is, but it's also coming from like you know plug into the show. And if you look on the logo, you will see this little plug, like uh, an yes. audio plug. Yes. Yep. So, so that was kind of the thinking behind it. We had a bunch of names, you know, when we were thinking about that. And in the end, like we didn't like any of them. I just said, let's check if that's available. And <laughs> boom, you know, $10. Woo! <laughs> Yay. Done, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it definitely, you know, uh, connects directly with freemius. So, um, at Freemius, me personally and the team, we strongly believe in, you know, content and um, kind of sharing and educating, like I said, what we're learning, what we're seeing, what we're observing outside of the WordPress ecosystem. Uh, and, you know, we, we have very strong written content. We have very strong video content. And we wanted to get into podcasting for a while. Uh, but I personally... I don't feel that I'm a good host. I mean, I don't know. I never tried to, but it's not something that I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. And it, it took us quite some time to find the right person uh, that will be a good fit because you need someone that not only, like we are we were looking for someone that not only experience in podcasting, but also understand the e-commerce space, understand software, products have you know experience in marketing business so finding that sweet spot took us a lot of time but i'm happy we did it uh and it, it goes directly with you know the, the the educational content we produce uh you know we, we are exposed and i'm exposed to a lot of interesting you know discussions and conversations that are happening out there whether it's you know in word camps 
or masterminds that I'm part of or, you know, other places. So I know many uh, product people that got through very interesting experiences and have unique kind of stories that help them to succeed in something and they can share actionable tips. Yeah. So instead of only me learning about this stuff and then, you know, writing about it in some blog, uh, it makes a lot of sense to bring them, right? The smart people, those experts with the, that unique experience and kind of unlock that knowledge for the public. You know, you one know, of the so others can enjoy that. Too. Yeah. One of the greatest things about the podcast medium, I think, is that you really can be doing almost anything else at the time that you're listening to it. Obviously, the only thing you can't be doing is probably listening to another podcast. That's that's probably out of bounds. <laughs> but you know, you can be you can be sitting on a train, you can be sitting doing some work at a computer, you could be who knows, you could be out in the garden doing a bit of gardening, whatever it may be. And it has this capacity to deliver content and you may not be able to action it right away. But there's a little bit of your brain, which when you hear that piece of content, that little snippet of something useful, you lock it away and you think, okay, that was about 12 minutes into that podcast. I'm going to come back to that. And I, I get that all the time with the, with the content that I consume. I listen to absolutely dozens of podcasts and, and I do that all the time. So this, this to me seems like a, you know, it's the perfect platform. Having said that, are you going to be sticking to audio only? Because, you know, talking to people about, I don't know, coding or what have you, there's there's obviously a, a visual element to that as well. We, we don't talk about coding. Okay. Right. We, we talk about business, marketing, product yep. uh, around that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, audio only? No, we, we're on YouTube. We are on, we are both audio and video. Yeah. There's no reason for us not to share it. We have very active YouTube channel and we invested a lot of, you know, resources into good production. Uh, we have uh, in-house video editor. Nice. Um, so yeah, you can definitely watch that. And our goal, you know, you said you can do many things during podcasts. You're right. Our goal is that you won't be able to do that, but you will actually <laughs> be so anxious to sit down and write Yay. notes while you're listening. Yeah. So the goal is to really provide you actionable, you know, uh, uh, information that you can apply in your business today, not tomorrow, but right now. It's That's very kind of the primary goal. It's very fresh. You're, you're still just a few episodes in. How many of you managed to pub? I mean, not record, but how many of you managed to publish so far? Are we into like we're, we're in single digits still, right? I think we're at the fourth. Yeah, we we published the fourth yesterday. Yeah, oh, sorry, on Tuesday, and we we already recorded like the we we decided to do it like season based, following like advice that we got from you know other uh, uh experienced podcasters so we'll have some time to kind of reflect learn improve uh but we we already recorded uh most of the season which i think will have 11 or 12 episodes uh we we are very picky uh of the people we invite and we are also doing a lot of research like we are coming it's not a, you know, played by the year freestyle kind of interview. And it's not about learning, you know, who are the person and their background. That's part of it. But the primary thing is, you know, it's topic based. So like the first episode was about mastermind groups. So we took that topic and really dived into that. Like, 
How do you start one? How do you join? You know, what are the structures, experience, like tips, like really dive into that specific topic. The second one was about leadership and team and, and culture that you bring into companies, into the company. So really dive into, uh, certain topics in every episode. And there is kind of story and narrative that we take the interview, the, the guest through, uh, that basically goes through their journey, but in the scope of that specific topic. Um, it's really interesting that you've decided to launch a podcast. I'm obviously enormously bullish about podcasts. I just think it's the best medium ever. It's certainly something that I've enjoyed. So yeah, I'm, I think that's, that's great. And the fact that you're not winging it like I clearly do is, <laughs> is, all, is all bravo hat tip to you. I think putting out curated content um, that's well thought through, has some editorial, you know, obviously a little bit of research on before you hit record and all of that is, is really admirable. You mentioned there, you're going to do it in seasons. Is that, is that anticipated? You're going to finish those 11 and then take a break, regroup, mm -hmm. rethink, and then do another season and do each of those seasons. Are you intending them to have an overall umbrella subject? Um, I don't know. No. Okay. I mean, right now there's no like uh, umbrella subject. It's just, you know, maybe I, I guess the, the format, maybe the length, like, no, like maybe, I don't know. You, you know, see, we're learning, right get now. some feedback. Yeah. yeah. Get some feedback. Yeah. yeah. Um, get feedback also. It, it, it's also easier to kind of line up the guests, uh, yeah. and do the shooting like in a, you know, in a month instead of spreading it across like many months. So oper operation wise, it also makes sense to kind of, uh, you know, bulk that in, in yeah. seasons. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I've gone down all sorts of different ways of trying to crack that knot and I never quite manage it. I either get like 19 episodes recorded in a week or I have like three months where nobody puts anything in the calendar. So <laughs> it's completely random. So we can find that at plugin.fm. Like we said, exactly. uh, the recording date of this podcast was the 22nd of June, 2023. So I have no doubt that by the time this goes out, there will be significantly more episodes. The URL for Freemius is freemius.com. Yep, exactly. So go and check out freemius.com as well. And um, Vova, if they want to, if people listening to this podcast just want to hit you up directly, ask you some questions about Freemius or the podcast, where do we... Where do we find you? So I'm on uh, Twitter, like everyone else, and <laughs> at Vova Feldman, exactly as my name. Uh, you can also, you know, contact our support. I'm there, contact at freemius.com. Uh, I mean, if you want to find me, it's pretty easy. It's fair. Pretty active yeah. on social. <laughs> my DMs are open all over. I'm on all the slacks that you can imagine. <laughs> And it's always the same name, so no yeah. problem to find me. Yeah, it's kind of nice when you've got a name. I, I've never come across another Vova before, so just typing into something like Slack, V-O-V-A, is, I suspect, more or less guaranteed to, to find you, which is handy. It's pretty surprising because oh, really? Vova, Vova is a short uh, uh, version of Vladimir. Okay, ah, so, of which so every many. every okay. Soviet name has a short version. Like <laughs> Alexander is Sasha, and uh, Vladimir is Vova. So Putin, uh, I have the same name. Uh, <laughs> not that I want to, you know, correlate. <laughs> yeah, we're not we, getting into that. We're not getting into that. <laughs> uh, exactly. But it, 
it is pretty surprising to see that in the WordPress ecosystem, I also don't know any Vovas out yeah, there, but yeah. it's like one of the most like common Soviet names. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today. It's been a real back and forth Thank conversation. You. Really Thank appreciate, you. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nathan. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Fascinating talking to Vova all about his journey through WordPress, Freemius, and now his new podcast. If you enjoyed that, or perhaps not, leave us a comment. Head over to wpbuilds.com, search for episode number 334, and, you know, leave us a comment there. Seems these days that everybody wants to share everything over on social media, but with WordPress, we've got this fine commenting system. So I really, really appreciate it when people leave comments there. So that would be lovely. The other thing to mention is we will obviously be back next Thursday. We've got a podcast every single Thursday. You can subscribe to that by going to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and we'll notify you via email. But also, don't forget, we've got the show on Monday this week in WordPress. Join an international panel plus international commenters as we talk about the WordPress news from the last week. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP Builds. And we do sincerely thank GoDaddy for their support. The WP Builds podcast. As I said, we'll be back next week. It'll be a chat with David Wormsley and myself. Between now and then, I hope that you have a lovely week. I hope that you manage to stay safe. I'm going to fade in, as I always do, some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.